Hi, I'm Stephanie Morris, and this is Quarantine Cocktail Hour. Welcome back to the Quarantine Cocktail Hour with Stephanie Morris. Today, I speak to a very dear friend of mine, Craig. Craig Philip Barber, or CPB, as some may call him. I've known Craig now for about 15, 20 years almost. We first met in 2006 or 2007. Both years are quite the blur, so I don't remember which year it was. But he is just the most energetic, fun, smart, amazingly interesting person. I spoke to Craig back in June, end of June, when he just got back from India after a month-long quarantine inside. We talk about his time in India, coming back to Canada in one piece, and dealing with the culture shock that comes with returning home after many years abroad. So sorry for the wait, but this one's worth it. Let's get to it. And welcome back to the Quarantine Cocktail Hour. Today I have a really awesome guest. Um, he just got back from India. He's originally from Canada, and his name is Craig Philip Barber, aka CPB. My darling. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, I'm gonna let him introduce himself a little bit. What's up, Craig? Not much. How are you? I'm fantastic. Fabulous. Tell me a little bit about your, your travels lately. So you just got back from India. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I was there. I went there in the fall. I've been going there pretty much the past. I spent most of my time there the past three years. I usually come back to Canada in the summer to enjoy the Canadian summer, enjoy the sunshine here. Um, that we have summer for? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I can't deal with the gray and I can't, I mean, I could deal with the snow if I lived in like Northern Ontario or the mountains in British Columbia or Alberta where there's like, you know, where you could have a snowmobile and stuff. But like in Southern Ontario where we're from, like, it's just sucks. It's like slushy gray. I'm sure most listeners are from Southern Ontario. So yeah, it's slushy. It's gray. You don't see the sun. Um, it's not like you're out there like, uh, skiing or snowboarding or uh, out on the snowmobile or ice fit, you know, like all the Canadiana type things. So yeah, I, I, uh, I choose to go away where there's sun and there's warmth. Um, so yeah, I did actually leave for India last fall. And then my, my thing was like, uh, I'm going to be there for a year, right? And then like, this whole COVID thing happened. 
And then I was basically just stranded. I was, I was in a safe place. I was in a good place. I was at my friend's house in like one of the three like organized and uh, organized cities in India, smart cities they're called. So it was like designed by like a French architect back in, I think the fifties or sixties. And uh, it's called Chandigarh. Chandigarh. And it's, uh, it's just like structured. It's like a grid layout. So there's like each like, each grid like neighborhood would be called a sector. And it's like, uh, it's just organized. Each sector is divided into subsectors and each sector has its own market. It has its own park. So it's a really green, um, big organized city. So you don't see cows wandering around on the streets. There's sidewalks, there's bike paths. Um, the properties are quite large, like just the size of the properties. Um, originally the houses were, you know, just like bungalows, um, designed in a certain way using a lot of rocks because, um, the architect, um, yeah, he like made this like theme for the city. Uh, but now it's like because the properties are so large, uh, the house and then old house isn't really worth anything. It's just the property value. So they're like million, like the equivalent of millions of Canadians of dollars for just just the land because wow. it's a very desirable place to live. Right. So I was there, and it was you know my friend's got a big house. It's like uh, two floors, multiple terraces, front garden, back garden yoga studio in the house we had live-in help so we had live-in uh cook uh cleaners Amazing. life was very simple um it's just that it was turning into summer or actually summer was in full swing there so it was like by like 11 a.m it was like 40 degrees celsius outside so super hot and dry and like the sun is so intense that you don't really want to be in it yeah and and when i left they still like like we went into full two months of lockdown. Like, um, it started I think like the twenty something of March, and um, where basically you couldn't leave the house. There was no interstate travel. You, if you wanted to have a car on the road, you needed to have a, a pass, and it needed to be for like medical, like something emergency. You couldn't like go out for a drive. You couldn't go drive to a store. Like all shops and businesses were closed. Um, it was intense. It was like a lot, a lot more strict than it was here. Um, you could, you could go to your local, like uh, your sector supermarket for like provisions um, between certain hours at first. So it was like three hour window. Um, this was like at the start of March. Um, and only like one person from the family was supposed to go and you had to wear a mask. Like it was mandatory to wear a mask. And uh, it was just so crazy because India is like not, not like that. India is just like, you know, everything's always happening at once. Right. So it was like so quiet. It was so silent. And then I think it, you have like the fear and uncertainty that everybody probably had no, no matter where they were in the world. Um, I didn't try to like, go down that rabbit hole so much because I just stayed present in where I was. But, you know, the mind did wander at times and you're like, oh, like, I'm a foreigner here. Like, I stick out like a sore thumb. I'm white. Like, I'm used to being able to move freely in this country. And 
and I can't now. Um, and is it going to return to that point where I'm going to be able to? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I made it through. I went up through some highs and lows there um, with some circumstances that happened with people there, which I don't want to get into because it's, it's, yeah, we'll just leave that there. Um, yeah. I was okay the whole time. Uh, it was just a bit stressful. Um, and then throwing the COVID stress on top of it uh, was, it made me want to leave. It made me naturally want to flee and get out of yeah. there. But I couldn't. Um, but it did start opening my eyes to like, I found like this Facebook group. It was like called Canadian Stranded in India. So I joined it like back in the end of March because I wanted to keep my options open in case shit was going to hit the fan that I wanted to know how I could get out of India or, you know, what steps, what was available, right? So I basically had been fe- uh, following this Facebook group and it was very resourceful. There's a bunch of great people on there. And, um, you know, I got through like the rough times, like the, the first part of it, no problem. And it wasn't until the very end where I was just like, okay, like it's hot. Mm. Do I want to be like locked in a room for, cause summer goes on until, so it's like dry summer now and then the monsoon will start and you've been in China. So you know what it's like. Yeah with monsoon so it's still hot it's just that it turns into like hot and muggy right and it rains every day so and that's like a month or month or month and a half so like this all doesn't end until like september right so i was like do i want to be locked in a room with an air conditioner like a concrete box with an air conditioner for three more months oh and that's so not you that's so not you that's opposite of who you are Exactly. And like initially, like my plan and most people, most tourists plan in India, if you're not there working, uh, would be for summer, you go to a hill station or you, uh, which are usually up in some mountains. Um, and Chandigarh is just below uh, Himachal Pradesh, uh, which is like the western side of India, the Himalayan or Himalayan mountains. Yeah. So, I mean, like on a 12-hour bus bus ride, I could be up in the mountain, like uh, in Dharamsala where the Dalai Lama lives. And I've, I've spent some two summers there. And it's lovely because the weather's pleasant and it's quieter and there's not so many roads and you have to walk around and it's green and it has this huge, like, alpine forest. So, like, that's where I would have wanted to be, uh, outdoors where I could slackline and I can hike, I can do my yoga. And I was just like, you know, I had it really, really good where I was at, but I was like, you know, if I go back to Canada, uh, there's less restrictions. I can be outside. I can enjoy like the best part of, of Canada from, in my opinion, which is summer. Uh, I can go to, I can ride my bike. I can go to conservation areas. I can go to national parks, Ontario parks. Like, like I was like this, this is what the whole quarantine has taught me is that like, I really appreciate the outdoors, right? Um, I haven't sat and worked in front of a computer like since I was maybe like 20 years old. So like, I'm just not accustomed to that lifestyle. I'm not accustomed to doing everything online. Like I've spent a lot of time on my phone like everybody else, I'm sure. But, um, <laughs> yeah, of course. but to sit on my computer and like be like, this is where I have to work. And like, this is yep. where my life is going to be based around like that's again that's not my idea of life right like 
Yeah, of course. Six years on the road, like traveling, like exploring, being outdoors, swimming, uh, yoga, you know what I mean? Hiking. Like that's my life. Yeah, that's that's the really living life, right? That's I mean, living it, for me, you again, know. In my like, opinion, our opinion, it, but, it grounds yeah. me. Yeah, hundred percent. Me too. If I'm on the phone too much, then I get it so much in my head, and then I'm like overanalyzing everything, and it's just like this computer system that's not shutting down, and it's like yeah. there's already so much stimulation in our everyday lives, right? So like when you can put that aside or put your phone on airplane mode or whatever, and just go out into nature and put your feet on the earth like for me that's that's like stop and like watch the leaves blowing in the wind or like smell the flower you know what I mean like that's it really brings me into the present moment and um that's life for me enjoying these things right so was it easy to get out of India when you decided you wanted to leave like what was the timeline there you went into quarantine uh, you said this March 20th, and then you had that all of that time there. Now today's what June 28th. So like, what happened in between there? Okay, get- so so it was so crazy. So I was te- teaching yoga at a resort in like Gokarna, which is um, southwest India. Like, uh, it's part of Karnataka state, so it's uh, South India, and it's a small temple town. It's very like hippies found it like 40 years ago it was really beautiful i was uh at like this little like garden resort that was managed by these europeans and it was amazing i i uh basically lived there for three months i taught yoga twice a day once in the morning once in the afternoon or in the evening uh for an hour and a half each and um in exchange for room and boards uh, and foods so literally i had no expenses when i lived there I was like in the jungle on the top of a hill, like five minute walk to the beach. They gave yeah, me your mo- pictures and videos on Instagram from that time were just like gorgeous. I always yeah, was like, it was yeah. amazing. I mean, I, I love it. They even gave me like a moped to use, like literally, like full like access to the kitchen, like basically like, make it your home. And yeah. I did. Um, and I met some really cool people from all over the world that came to visit. Um, but so what happened was. I was there and I was there and I knew I was going to be there for three months, but it's different when you're working and I say working, like not in the sense that I'm like working, getting paid, but like where I have responsibilities and mm-hmm. I was living a, 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 a disciplined life. Like I had to yes. be up at this, this time. I had to teach people. So I wasn't hanging out at the cafe, smoking, smoking, smoking up and just like chilling. Yeah. Like I had been many previous years so it was a different thing I felt kind of isolated because I didn't make many friends that were Mm -hmm. also there for the season uh I met I mean I met one girl but again like I had a structured life so I didn't like hang out I wasn't out past like seven at night like I was really on a schedule Mm -hmm. um and after three months then the whole COVID thing and things started getting weird and the police started coming by and the police were like telling hotels like you can't take foreigners anymore and people like basically like the whole place like just kind of started getting really quiet and deserted Mm. i'd been there for like three months at this point or coming on to three months and even the like local staff that worked there were like kind of weird with me like because i think there was a lot of misinformation going on around through whatsapp and rumors and nobody really knew where to get their information but they automatically identified 
or I'm assuming, or projecting, I don't know, that people look at you and they're like, you're a foreigner. Like, you are the one who brought this here, right? Even the staff that knows I've been there for like three months. Like, it just, right. it was just weird vibes. Yeah. Um, and the owners were like, you can stay here in quarantine here. We're staying here. You know, we have the pool, you have the beach. Uh, like, there's no charge. Like, we want you to be safe. Right. But I had gotten in touch with my friend who lives in Chandigarh, and I'm like, listen, like, is it cool if I come up there? Like, things are getting weird. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, yeah, like, please come. And right. so I booked a flight. For, it was like a Saturday night. I had to leave from Goa, which is like a four-hour taxi ride away, mm-hmm. which is the state just above. Yeah. Uh, that was the nearest airport. So I got this taxi. I had to pay like more money, like, double the price of what it costs because things were crazy we get over the border and like like i don't know a half an hour sorry we, we got over the border i wanted to stop at this vegan restaurant that i that i had heard about uh yeah. so we stopped there and, and he waited for two hours for me while i like i chilled there and i ran into some <laughs> guests i ran into some guests actually that were living uh at my resort for a week or two before they would mm-hmm. come to my yoga classes. So I ran into them at the restaurant. So I hung out with them. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going up to my friend's house. But then when I got back to the car, he's like, yeah, my friend just told me they closed the border. So he's like, I'm like, oh well, God. how are you going to get back? He's like, well, I live there, so I'll get back. But he's like, if we would have left any time later, you wouldn't have been able to leave. Oh, wow. And then he's like, call the airline, make sure your flight's not canceled. He's like, my friend who dropped somebody else off at the airport is saying flights are getting canceled. Wow. And I kept checking my app and I'm like, right. no, the flight says on time, on time, or delayed five minutes. So mm. I got to the airport. Airport was like dead. Like they're usually crazy. Yeah. Um, people were not wearing masks. Like the people who checked me in weren't wearing masks. Uh, Were you wearing a mask? Yeah, funny enough, I had bought it because I ride a lot of times on motorbikes as you do in Asia there. So I had bought it like from Miniso, like this like Chinese dollar store type thing. Cutesy dollar store. I bought like a a fabric, just like a cotton double double layer fabric um, dust mask. So I had that and I had bought that in December, like before I went down there. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, my God, this thing's come in so handy. Like, <laughs> yeah, because <right? laughs> yeah, now right. you have to wear it everywhere. But yeah. uh, I just wore it just for the sake of wearing it. Um, yeah. Just because, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Yep. Nobody, nobody really knew what was going on. Yeah. I still, people still don't know what's going on, right? No, exactly. Um, so I wore it was- for the flight, and I got on the flight. But the yeah. thing was, okay, so that was a Saturday. And this, the Sunday, the next day, the, the prime minister had declared what was called Janta curfew, which was like from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. Nobody was allowed to leave their house. So I nice. got there at like 2.30 in the morning, got to our house. And then the next day, it was this curfew from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. And then the next day was a normal day. And then yeah. the following day, we went on to a two-week lockdown which got extended for two months my god yes so like i said at first it was like literally i got there just in time right um 
literally just in time because if I waited another day, I would have been stuck in Gokarna. And I mean, it would have been great because I was in nature and all that stuff, but it would have been even more isolating, right? Like the, the yeah. reason I wanted to go to my friend's house is because I've known her for like five years. I've spent time there. I know her dad. I know her brother. Like they're like they're like a second family. They're my yeah. it's, it's my home in India. Like it's like where I get all my correspondence to and or I right. meet things and blah 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 yeah. blah. So I wanted to just be with people that knew me right. rather than feeling alone. You know what I mean? Because I course, yeah. I was three months there teaching yoga and I I didn't meet cool people, but. It was transient. I was living at a resort. They were coming and going. I was there, and but again, I, I um, I'm cool with being alone. But at this this time, I needed my peoples, right? For sure. So yeah, then I was I was there, and then I, so it was strict curfew for a few weeks, and then like they opened it up just before I left. Like I think like a week or two before I left, I left on the thirty first of May. They had opened it up so that there, you could leave the house between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. But again, that was like, this was like full swing of summer. So it was super hot. You didn't really want to be outside the house. And at this point, most of the places I could order all my, like, all the groceries delivery from an app. Mm-hmm. And there's like multiple stores on there and you can just pick what you want. And it's like like the equivalent of a dollar Canadian to have it delivered to your house. So it's super simple. So like, it's like, why bother going out? Um, Also Uber and all those things weren't working because they had the restrictions. So the only way I could go out is if I went on the cycle or if I had one of the drivers drive me. Um, But we didn't have a driver at the house. We did, but not until like the end. And it wasn't, it was like my friend's dad's driver. It wasn't our driver. So, um, he took me some places, but it, it just wasn't like, you know, as free as it had been. Right, of course. I was actually supposed to come back, I think, on the 19th of... I remember that. Of, what was it, March, April, May? May. But I had, okay, so I had booked a flight. It was a Canadian repatriation flight. So Canada had, organ- this was like the third stage, so the third yeah, the third stage of flights they had organized. And this one was with Qatar Airways. So it flew from like either Delhi or Amritsar. Uh, and Chandigarh is about a five-hour drive from each. So I could have mm-hmm. taken either one. The one I had was from Amritsar, which is where the Golden Temple is. It's like the Holy Sikh Temple, the biggest one in all the world where everybody Whoa. wants to go. Yeah, it's, a, it's super beautiful. Um, so I had a flight to go there and then like, like I was kind of on the fence. I'm like, should I go stay? Should I go? Like I booked it and it was like non-refundable, but I was like, I didn't really want to, I, you know, I love India so much. Like India is like just as much home, if not a little bit more to me than Canada is. Cause I, right. I, don't know, I just love it there. Yeah. And it, it feels that way. Um, but I'm like, you know what, like, take this, take the chance, like, just make the smart, like, the smart move or, like, the safe move, right? Like, yeah. you can come back to India once things settle. This is, like, my reasoning. And you'll enjoy, like, summer in Canada. And who knows what it will have to offer. And once this all blows over, you can probably go back to India. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, okay. And then, like, 
I got a fever like two days before and fever is like, you know, like number one thing for like COVID, right? So I had a fever and then I was like, fuck, like, and like in the email they sent me, they're like, if you have a fever, do not go to the airport. And this was like two or three days before, but I'm like, okay, well, fevers don't usually just go away overnight, right? So I like, I slept on it and I woke up the next day and it was even worse. Uh, and then I like reached out to the travel agent who booked the flight and I've told him I have a fever and then he said don't worry about it we'll cancel the ticket uh, uh, and then I had somebody from the Canadian embassy call me and they're like okay like I had a lot of symptoms I had like fevers I had chills I had like uh, fatigue um, and I had like a little bit of burning when I went pee Mm-hmm. but I didn't like it went away after the first night so I didn't think much of it right? right and then what happened was basically they're like okay well like self-isolate they're like it's up to you to like, reach out to like the authorities mm-hmm. he's like but just be, be like take caution that if you do reach out to the authorities that they may put you into a government institution like quarantine facility right so like right. so it's up to you and, and the airline might notify them as well, but they didn't. But I'm like, I'm just going to wait it out. So I like waited for a week upstairs in my room and I had the, the help bring me my meals and, um, and I was fine. After three days, the fever went away and all the symptoms, like the fatigue, everything went away. Um, but then like the next day, the burning pee came back and then... Like, one of uh, my friends, there's a doctor, so I, like, told them about that. And I told a friend back home who's a nurse about it, and she's, like, she's like, oh, those are, like, the symptoms of, like, a urinary tract infection. And the, the doctor who's Indian, she was just, like, she's, like, just get this prescription filled, because in India, you don't need to have a, a doctor to write most prescriptions. You can just go to the pharmacy, and it costs, like, a dollar to get your medicine. Yep. Asia. And she, yeah, I love Asia. And she said it anyways for UTI, what they would do is they would take they would take a test, but it's an empirical something, uh, prescription. Mm-hmm. So even if you have the symptoms, they automatically prescribe you the antibiotics mm-hmm. and then they'll like confirm the whether or not you had it afterwards. Yep. So I just got the the antibiotics and it went away. It was like three yeah. days of antibiotics and then I just stayed upstairs for a couple more days just to make sure that I was feeling all right. And then after that, I was good. And then that was when it was like super hot. And then I was just kind of getting frustrated. I'm like, because I'm trying to follow like what's going on in India. Like, um, like, because each state now basically, I think, has set their own rules, right? So they've resumed like domestic travel there, but it's not like travel for vacation. It's like you go to a state, you're quarantined for like two weeks. First mm-hmm. week at your own expense in like a hotel where they come check you and you have to get a COVID test and all this. Each wow. state's a little bit different. Some states yeah. it's 28 days. Like the, the mountain state that I told you I wanted to go to, it was like 28 yeah. days of um, quarantine there. Uh, and, I'm, and they were only letting people that were from there back there. So it's like wow. if you were a tourist and you, you got there before they cut it off, no problem, right? But they weren't letting new people in or people from other states that didn't live there in. That's crazy. Yeah. So I was just like, I got in touch. What's that? 
it's much more strict than here. Like it, it, it never mm-hmm. got that strict here. Yeah. Very strict. And the thing is like the cases are like exploding over there. So I don't know like what good that whole lockdown did. I mean, it caused a lot of like strife, like all these migrant workers yeah. that were stranded without food, without work. They lived like day to day, like hand to mouth. Yeah. Like they had to like some, some of them walked 800 miles with like a goat on their back, back to their villages. Like it was just like insane. Yeah. Insane. And like, or they were like spraying them down with like disinfectant water from like tankers. Cause they're like, cause they like were living on the streets and they had no place. Like it was just like very horrible. Yeah. So you had that UTI, weren't able to make your first flight. When were you actually able to fly out of there and how did that go? So what I did is I, because I had a personal contact after that guy had reached out to me from the embassy. So I had like an email, I had a contact phone number and he said, you're not going to be able to make any of these like Canadian third stage flights. But he had emailed and said like, there's going to be third party. So, so India had like also canceled, like India had not like suspended all domestic uh, or sorry, all international air travel as well, except for repatriation flights. Mm-hmm. And then also the KLM and Air Air France, yeah. they were operating special fright flights, um, you know, maybe like one or two a week. So he said that there's going to be more of those coming up, probably two every week going forward. And the thing is, I'm Canadian citizen, so I can like transit through Europe, no problem, right? right? Um, so I asked him about that and then he said, I'm going to forward your information to KLM. And then somebody from KLM had emailed me and they're like, we, we have a flight for you in five days. It costs like 2000 Canadian dollars one way with a, with a seven hour layover in Amsterdam. And they did not serve any hot food on either flight. They just had a Ziploc bag full of like dry foods and a sandwich and some cans of pop and water. What? Really? $2,000. That's like two return tickets usually for me to go to India. Yeah. Um, why, why no hot food? Was there, was there a reason behind that? I think it's just to minimize contact, contact and spread, like spread and okay. safety of ever, everybody. So it's, it sucked um, yeah, in that okay. regard. The only wow. thing open in the Amsterdam airport was a McDonald's. Oh, yeah. They did they had did have a vegan like unchicken sandwich though. I had it. It was actually it's like when you're a kid and you had like like a vegan or sorry, you had a chicken sandwich yeah. and tasted like that, but it was vegan. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. Which Love is that. amazing, right? So I had it that. But um yeah, it was just a long journey. Uh, when I got back to Canada, it was super simple. Like I ran in front of everybody on my plane cause I didn't want to be stuck behind like all these old Indians that, uh, or people that were old and didn't speak English so well, like trying to get through like customs and immigration because most of the flight was like elderly because a lot yeah. of people, a lot of, um, Canadians, uh, with Indian heritage, they, yep. They snowbird in India because the, the winters right. are milder, right? And they have properties or families still there. So, you know, it's like what I do, I go away for the winters. But, um, yeah, I just bolted to the front 
<laughs> uh, which I always do as soon as I get yeah. off the plane. I'm like, bye. I like kind of yeah. run, right? Yeah, yeah, me too. And I got there and I had downloaded this app. So it was like Arrive Can, it's called. And it basically allows you to like put in all your quarantine details. And then there's another app that I have called forget what it was but you just scan it you like fill it out beforehand and you scan it at the kiosk and it just automatically prints out your takes a picture of you and prints out your ticket wow. so you don't have to yeah. stand at the kiosk like entering yeah. all your stuff so i was prepared in that sense um and then i went to the the border cbsa patrol agent and he was like just asked a few questions literally it was, it was i took me less time to get through this time to my baggage yeah. Uh, than it normally does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was pretty effortless. I mean, as a Canadian citizen, it was pretty effortless for me. Um, I mean, it really sucks because now there's a lot of permanent residents or work permit holders that are still stuck in India. I think India had the largest amount of Canadians uh, abroad mm. than any other country in the world. Something okay. like... 20,000, I think. Wow. Yeah. And a lot uh, of them are still stuck there or what? So if you're a Canadian citizen, I'm sure that it's easier for them to um, unless they they're not, I probably not stuck there unless they want to be there, right? Mm. Because if as a Canadian citizen, like Canada is their their country right so right to come home kind of thing but it's like all these like permanent residences and work permit holders like their passports are still india india mm. right so mm. like literally if the indian government doesn't want to let you leave mm. they don't have to let you leave right, right. Like, you're you're just a permanent resident in canada like yeah you maybe lived here for seven years or however long it is but yeah. like you never got your citizenship so or right. for whatever reason so it's I'm, I'm still a member of this group on Facebook and it just sa- sounds like horror stories. There was a flight that left like the past few days and like over 150 people were denied each flight to come back. And, and they even had the Canadian embassy on the phone saying like, no, like they're, they're cool to come. Uh, they're authorized to come. And Air India's like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, so you like super making lucky up. getting out of there. So I was lucky. Yeah. Um, I was lucky. And, you know, I've been making the most of being back home. I've just been, like, cooking. I yeah, you've cook- been cooking amazing things. I love cooking. I love like, eating well, right? So, yeah, absolutely. And when you make your food yourself, you know that you're eating well. You um, bet. <laughs> so I quarantined here at my mom's basement in Niagara right. region for two weeks 14 mm-hmm. days from the day 14 days including the day i arrived yeah which wasn't bad because um i mean aside from being a basement apartment but i had my bedroom a living room yeah uh, my own kitchen my own bathroom yeah. uh, access to the laundry room and then she has like a nice backyard so when she wasn't back here i would come up here yeah first few days i spent inside i was sleeping i had like weird jet lag and and i ended yeah. adjusting from like coming from 45 degrees Celsius to like an air conditioned, like central air basement that was like freezing. I was wearing wool socks and slippers. Um, 
So the first few days I spent inside, then I came outside in the mornings for a couple hours, and then literally after like the fourth day, I was outside from 10 a.m. till 7 p.m. Like just like laying in the sun naked and like grounding, <laughs> laying on the earth, hanging out in my yeah. hammock, you know, yeah. just cleaning up the yard, like just whatever, going inside to yeah. cook or barbecuing, and then you know going going to bed early and waking up early and getting into my routine. Yeah, all that healthy shit, right? Yes! And now that I'm back, um, now I'm just enjoying the outdoors as much as possible. I'm riding my bike. I'm going to the canal here. I'm uh, going on bike rides, going for hikes, catching up with high school friends, like, you know, cooking, like doing some, like, home improvement stuff, organizing my, my stuff that's still like in boxes and bins and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just trying been... to like you know just living day by day really got it it's been a wild yeah. ride for you i mean like stuck in india sounds scary and then the way you describe it like almost sounds scarier it's like not being able to go out between 7 a.m and 7 p.m and like being locked down and being in a situation where you're like a foreigner man you've been through a lot so i'm happy you're home you know Thank like in a very you. safe yeah it's been really nice and I, mean, I see. I, I don't. I. I mean, I had it so. I just have to say this. I had it so easy. So, I mean, it is challenging. You know, like I said, being a foreigner, and you know, the uncertainty of it all, or being like targeted because you're a foreigner, or with. I mean, I was in a very educated city, and most people like right. studied abroad, or you know what I mean. But like, that wasn't like real, 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 real India. It was like India light. Um, <laughs> yeah, I understand. You know, like very yeah. manicured India. Um, yep. So I don't know what it was like. Uh, say if I was in most places, a small town, a small village. Um, yep. Also, I'm coming from like extreme privilege. My friends that live there are extremely privileged. They come mm -hmm. from a long line of educated like politicians and yeah. money. Like I was yep. in a, I was in what would be bigger than my mom's house there. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's bigger than most people's houses here here. Yeah. So I'm I come from very extreme or and I was in and surrounded by very like a lot of privilege, right? Mm -hmm. And even there it gets, you know, you have those moments where it's a bit scary, but for like I don't know even know what it would be like for people that were like seven mm -hmm. people sharing a one one room, you know, mm -hmm. or like stuck in a city where it's yeah so congested like there it's spread out the dense the population density isn't as high as say like mumbai or some neighborhoods in delhi um like those that's a whole other world right so so yeah i ha i just have to say that i'm very thankful and grateful that i'm i was like taken care of in that sense um yeah. and i just uh i feel for all those people that didn't have it as good as as i did and I would say that was like probably mo more than half the population. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like even thinking about sort of what's going on in China, it's very similar. It was very similar to how they treated India. You know, they locked down uh, very strict and it really shows the divide between the rich and the poor and the, the yeah. have and the have nots because yeah. some yeah. people in China, you know, they, they, they have... <laughs> 
uh, yeah, maids and, and you can be very comfortable and very nice houses. But on the other flip side of that, it's like, yeah, eight people to a tiny room. And like they were, um, I think I talked about it in my other episode to a friend of mine who's still there. They were soldering people's doors shut. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. Like whole like building. That's fucked. Like what if there's a fire? What if there's what if an emergency? Guys. Yeah, but they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? And like that's how they yeah, keep yeah. the country all under control. And it just like really, yeah, it goes to show you how, yeah, how privileged we are and how other people have it much harder. I mean, like even in Canada, you, you see the essential workers, which they've now been called, which are uh, grocery store workers who still get paid like shit, don't get proper hours, don't get any fucking benefits, but they're the essential workers that we all need to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like and the corporations are the ones that are like winning in all this because they're getting yep. handouts and yep. making what, $15 an hour minimum wage or something, $14 an I hour? So. I think so. I think it's 15 You know what? Maybe it's like twelve fifty. I actually don't know. I actually don't know the minimum wage in Ontario right now. It, it's not enough, obviously. And like, yeah, we're getting CERB, right? Which we, which we all know, two thousand. That's the one great thing that Canadian, yeah, you know, is offered in Canada. Many countries, I would say, most countries don't have that. No. Yeah. No. Or anything like not. that, right? Yeah. I mean. That, that's great and two thousand dollars a month is super fucking helpful especially for someone in my situation or yours that right now i'm not paying rent uh, i'm in, in a comfortable situation yeah but if i was living downtown toronto and my apartment cost 1200 or 1800 dollars a month like what do you do no exactly and like that's sort of a point that it's like even two thousand dollars a month is not enough that's only twenty four thousand dollars a year that's like one thousand dollars below the poverty level so i mean what like, if you have kids great. Yeah, yeah, that's great, but it's like, it's not enough. Um, yeah. And, and I would say most people live in debt here, right? So when, 100%. So they have mortgages, they have car payments, they have insurance and all this. Like, I don't, I, I don't have any of that. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. great for me, but, like, how do you, yeah. really, how do you survive off? I don't right. know. I mean, no, at I, least it's something, so I yeah. give it that. But, um, yeah, it's just insanity, and it really is going to... Sh- it's showing the divide between the rich and the poor, and I don't even want to get started on that, because there's, like... I, I'm just, like, what else? Yeah, it's a, pan- a pandemic, and there's, like, a sickness that's going around, but I'm, like, what else is happening out there? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there, there's more to this than that, is one of my yeah. beliefs, and... Yeah. I mean, I just got an email from Greenpeace yesterday and they have like a weekly thing where they're, I'm gonna, actually going to pull it up because I want to read it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what did they do here? Uh, sorry, give me one second here. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so Greenpeace has a weekly scandal report, a running list of government scandals and corporate lobbying during COVID-19. Hmm. So there's a lot more that's going on behind closed doors. Uh, even in Ontario, what they passed this law that, um, or I don't know if it's a law, but like people who are intoxicated aren't held accountable for their actions if they sexually abuse somebody. A woman. I heard this. Yeah, like that happened. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you're taking away like, like, like what the fuck is going on, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what's going on? And everybody's so concerned about this, that, or the other, or, like, trying to blame their neighbor or, like, target their neighbor. Like, I feel like we're all getting divided with all... We're we're divided because 
I don't know. I feel like there's, I mean, I don't feel, I know there's more power in numbers. Mm-hmm. And if there's more poor people than there are rich people. Yeah. And I think the one tactic is you divide those, those, that large number and then that power is taken away from them. Yeah, and I mean, who's, who's it benefiting from all this? They said that, like, I, I, I don't know specific statistics, but, like, some of the biggest billionaires in the U.S. Uh, got, like, $13 billion richer during this pandemic. Yep. Like, that's insane. That's, one of those people is Jeff, is Jeff Bezos. I think he is, yeah, yeah. I think he is now a trillionaire and he just learned, er, learned, he just earned, earned, I can't even say he just got a ton of money. Um, because I mean like everybody's ordering from Amazon. So the stocks have gone up and like all this shit, but like the fucking Amazon, uh, employees are like pissing in bottles and like can't go to the bathroom and are having yeah, like, my aunt used to work on the floor. Like it's horrible. Yeah. My, this aunt, my aunt now is working for Sephora and yeah. they're like, so such a shit company as well really so, well they get 70 so they took the 75 percent of that the government handed out right and then out of their pockets they decided to pay their employees an extra five percent but i think what the government was doing was like you will cover 75 percent you pay the other 25 percent but didn't yeah. make that mandatory not only that they knew like they knew in Sephora that something was happening because they started cutting everybody's hours a couple of weeks before the pandemic happened. So really? now, so they are paying them the absolute minimum, 32 hours a week, I think, which is the minimum for a full-time employee. Full-time, yep. Um, so that my aunt was getting less money than she would have gotten on CERB. Um, and now she's forced back to work, even though she's, she's over 65, like, uh, she's Why forced, she back, forced to work back to work because they're opening. They're basically like, you, you, you have oh. to go back or if you don't want to go back, you're quitting essentially. Yeah. And then you're not yeah. eligible for any of the, the CERB or unemployment. Oh, or anything yeah. like that. Horrible. Horrible. Um, which just is, doesn't make sense. Right. And, and then no. like Loblaws, like, so Loblaws is like one of the biggest retailer or sorry, um, one of the biggest companies in Canada, I think, yep. uh, Western family who owns Loblaws is one of the wealthiest families in Canada. Do you know who the biggest uh, protester uh, against the $1 increase to minimum wage in Ontario was? Loblaws? Loblaws. What the fuck? And, and all their shareholders. Wow. These are the essential workers. These are the people that are... are like, so there's a lot of shit that's going on behind closed doors. And yeah. this gets me really fired up. I really, like, it makes me want to be so, it, I want, really want to go out there and do something. It's like, yeah. what do I do? Like, how do I, how do we do something? But I, know I think what you mean. it's, we got to get those, we got to get the people together. We got to let, yeah. people got to be educated about this stuff. People have to want to care about it, first yeah. of all. Um, and believe it. And believe it. And, you know, the privileged bunch that didn't have to suffer so much, it's probably going to be harder for them. I mean, I don't know. I've been all over the world. I've, you, you have as well. You've seen like how things are in all these different countries. And it's always the wealthy that are exploiting those who aren't wealthy. Yep. 
and that's how they keep retain. You know what I mean? And it's yep. it's sickening, right? Yeah, it is sickening. It's disgusting, and it's happening not just in the countries that we've been to that are that are poor or or whatever. It's happening I mean, here in our own country. Yeah, it's happening here. Every day it happens here. And I mean, like, I'm not surprised that you told me that Loblaws was, was lobbying against $1 increase. I mean, like, of course they are. Fucking big yeah, corporate yeah. assholes are like, well, that's going to be like $15 million over the course of a year. It's like, well, what the fuck? Those are human beings you're talking about. These are people's lives you're fucking with. And it's These like- are the people that are keeping your business like in operation, right? Yeah, you don't have a business if you don't have those employees that are getting going to get paid another dollar to 15 exactly. instead of 14. And that's still like not a living fucking wage. Like yeah. you assholes are in your fucking glass castles with billions and now trillion. I think um, Jeff Bezos is now- the first trillionaire yeah like what the, the fuck thing like, is and and at this point like i don't understand like why are you like not invest like you have more than enough money to like yes to live very like as comfortable as you want and then yeah, some for the rest, for the of, rest your of your life and for like five generations of your offspring you know what i mean yes. it's not longer why yes. don't you take that money and invest it into like making this world a better place yes right 100%. Like, yeah why can't we do that and you know if if it's not obviously if it's not up to him like he's not making that decision it should be almost mandatory when you have this amount of money like that this amount of money goes to, towards a charity or this amount of money goes toward uh the fucking taxes or fixing the fucking road because most billionaires don't even fucking pay taxes so it's like all of that yeah, wealth exactly. and all of that money is just like kept for them or like kept in a fucking um Trust or oh, another yeah. thing about loblaws so there's this, this i saw this in the news and it was like something about companies that put their money in offshore's accounts and something and loblaws was like they were caught or they they put millions of dollars into like offshore account but and they went to court for it but the judge ruled that it didn't apply to them or something i don't know search it see if you yeah. can find it out but i'm like what the fuck yeah I mean, it's infuriating this is, this is the law this is a family that's been you know they've they've been uh in powerful for like decades right probably yeah. over 100 years right they probably right. started back in the um back in, in settlers right so they yeah, yeah. uh they have i'm sure they have their hands tied or they have uh what's the word i'm looking for they have many connections to many mm. people in power. So they're yes. probably protected. But it's it happens everywhere in the world. People say India's corrupt, Mexico's corrupt, this is corrupt, the United States is corrupt. It's super yeah, corrupt. Look at what's going yep. on with Trump. It's corrupt in Canada. Yep. It's corrupt everywhere. It's just like seen differently. And it's like the corruption is hid differently in, in other countries where he, like somewhere like Okay, uh, Philippines are like Thailand or is a good example. The corruption is kind of just like right out in the open. And you're like, yeah. well, if I get arrested, if I get caught smoking weed in Thailand, which is very illegal, very yeah. illegal, um, they could the arrest top. you, they could kill you, whatever the fuck. But uh, yeah, exactly. You get caught smoking, you just pay off the fucking police $20, 2000 baht or whatever the fuck, and that's it. Where that corruption yeah. is it's right out in the open, right? And you're like, well, it's corrupt. Where here yeah. in Canada, we have this, this veil of security and this veil of 
of rightness and righteousness that we're like, well, we're protected. We have good healthcare. So everything is good. So we have this complacent attitude towards really being fucked over where we're like, well, that, that's okay that we're not really being listened to. And that's okay that like a guy can rape a girl and say that he's fucking been drinking and that's okay because we have yeah. healthcare. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, 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 exactly. Frustrating. And, um, that's also brings it back to like how Canada has handled quarantine versus other countries. I mean, say what you will about China, but so far they're doing pretty fucking good. They have temperature checks everywhere. Everybody has to wear a mask. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're containing it. It's maybe yeah. they're locking people inside. That's not what I'm saying is good, but for fuck's sake, like if China can contain it, what the fuck is America doing? Florida, like stay inside. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, just it's, infuriating, it's you know, and like all I of mean, us want to go outside. I mean, everybody wants to go outside, but even like I yeah. saw in Toronto, there was uh, Cherry Beach. There was a huge party that happened there over the weekend and they found like, I mean, I don't know who it was that was there, but, or, but whatever, over a hundred people, trash everywhere, syringes, like, like that's horrible. It's disgusting. Disgusting. And like, I'm, what are you guys I mean, doing? I'm all for going outside. Um, this yeah. is part of the reason why I don't want to be in the city. It's like, I like yeah. being in the city. It's easy and it's fun. But like, not during this time when things no. aren't open, you can't live life as you do. You don't have any space. Like, I'd rather be at my parents' house, one of my parents' yeah. houses, uh, where I have more space, you know? Um, like, the things that cities are good for, like meetings and groups and uh, bars and concerts and art galleries and all those things like i mean i don't know what it's like now maybe they are open but i don't know no. what stage it's at but like no, 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 nothing you know. is open we just I, I believe toronto and like the gta area just started um allowing people on patios and it's like usually reservation only and then separated tables cannot go inside like there's no dining inside um so none of that stuff is open so you're right i mean like what's the point of being in the city if you like can't enjoy the city stuff yeah, That's why yeah, I'm like yeah. not super upset that I've been at my parents' house for the past couple of months because I mean it's still a suburb, so it's still like there's stuff around. But I and you're close to the city and... if you want to go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Sounds... Yeah. I mean, you got to do something to like keep your mental health in check, whatever that is. You know. Like, yeah. For for me, a lot of it is cooking, and like for you as well, being outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like what have you been doing to keep yourself sane <laughs> since you got back? So believe it or not, I haven't been doing so much yoga. <laughs> oh, wow. I, He's a yoga teacher, everyone, by the way. Yeah, I haven't been just because I don't have like, I mean, I shouldn't make excuses, but I don't have a dedicated space. Like I said, that I'm in the basement and it's cold down there and it's like carpeted and just like, it's not a place that yeah. I, I want like a place with light. I mean, I have this yeah. backyard, this back deck. I've done some out here, but not like crazy. Yeah, not like I mean, I do my daily meditation practice. So my day for over a year now, I do at least uh, 11 minutes, but it's more like over a half an hour of meditation, gratitude practice in the morning, surrender. Um, so I wake up, I usually make like a hot water with lemon. So I get myself into a routine because for me, I'm very airy. I'm very vata, as they would say in Ayurveda, which is like wind. Um, so I blow, I blow all over the place very easily. My mind is 
jumps all over the place very easily. So for me, structure is very good. So what I do and uh, as I wake up here, I've been like, I use the washroom, splash water on my face, brush my teeth, scrape my tongue, um, make a hot water lemon or lime. And then I bring that into my room and then I do my meditation for 30 minutes. Then I wake up, or sorry, I come out of that. Yeah, wake, wake up. up. Yeah. And then I uh, have my like hot water with lemon, have some vitamins, I have some fruit, and then I start thinking about what I want to have for my first meal, uh, which I've been like eating like the same thing every day, which is like a breakfast burrito, which I make. Yeah, like, I've seen looks so good. Fried beans myself from scratch. I could do mm -hmm. a big batch of it and keep it in the fridge. And I fry mm -hmm. some like onions and make some <laughs> guacamole and. <laughs> Put it all into a wrap with some cheese and grill it for a minute. So I do that. And then, then my day is pretty much whatever I want to do. So depending on like what I have to do, whether it's something around the house, uh, there's always like a little checklist of things I want to do. Uh, reorganizing, cleaning. The first like two weeks of, of quarantine because I couldn't leave. I literally like ripped the basement apart. Uh, it was like a mess, disaster because my brother had been living down there, and he does not give two shits about anything but playing his video games. So I literally like cleaned things out. I went through closets. I like put everything in boxes, and I like put it upstairs. And I was like to my mom, like, if there's anything in here you want, take it out. But otherwise, get rid of the stuff because it's just occupying space. And yeah. And I'm going to be staying down here. I want, like, functional space. I don't want to be, Absolutely. like... Yeah. Um, so, I mean, cleaning is actually a great way, I find, to keep your... For somebody who's so airy, to keep your mind occupied. It's yeah. doing... I'm also a doer, so yeah. most airy people are. Like, uh, you have the energy to do things. Mm -hmm. um, so, cleaning, um, riding my bike. I love riding my bike. Cause it's kind of like traveling, you know, like you never know where you're going to go. You can go down this little street. You can go down that little street. Um, you're seeing something new. Um, here we have some great trails uh, from Port Colburn all the way down to Niagara on the lake. Oh, isn't that nice? So yeah, it's paved. So I went almost like, ha I went past halfway to St. Catharines yesterday and past halfway to Port Colburn the day before. And I'll do a full trip. I just want to like get a better back tire on my bike. Um, mm. So biking, cleaning, cooking. I like to, again, for being airy. So I like to have my, my morning routine and then I need to have a lunch and then I need to have a dinner. And I like to cook all my meals. Sometimes I'll get lazy and I'll have like a pre-made pizza or something like that or some pierogies yeah. that are frozen. <laughs> But yeah. for the most part, I like to eat like a whole food meal, right? So whether it's making like uh, some kind of bean or lentil or dal or something, uh, fresh vegetables, like just just eating uh, nice nice uh, meals, which are grounding. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, going for hikes, catching up with old high school friends. That are, some of them I've actually known since uh, the end of grade school. So every day is a little bit different except for like my morning routine is always the same and I'm usually at home like by five or six because I don't by the end of the day I'm like done yeah, yeah. I don't really want to like have conversations there's nothing to do really out late yeah. like 
I want to get my. They're still all closed. No, patios are open. It's yeah. in stage two here. They were also, we were, it just happened last Friday. So just over a week now. Um, yeah. But I got my haircut yesterday. I had to make an appointment Ooh. to do that. Uh, yeah, first haircut since like end of February. Yeah, I haven't had a haircut since August last year in my wow. restaurant. Wow. Yeah. So I need a haircut badly. I was supposed to go see uh, Ronnie back in April. Yeah. But, yeah, but obviously, like, everything happened. And she's like, I'll call you as soon as we open. So apparently they're, like, reopening. So maybe, like, next month or this month. I don't know. I mean, like, July. Yeah, I saw like, a post that they put the other day. Actually, yeah. I was, Palm Sunday. I was texting with her the other day. Ronnie from Palm Sunday. Hi, Ronnie from Palm Love Sunday. Her. Love her. Go uh, see her for all your hair stuff. Yes, go see her. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, here, I mean, what do you, oh, I go grocery shopping. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, ride my bike to, like, grocery stores, like, not, or I'll go into a grocery store to see what products they have, but, but I'm, like, I'm not, um, I mean, I just, because uh, I like cooking so much, so I, I, I mean, there's not really so much going on, but what else right. would I do normally? I don't know. Right, I mean, I don't know right? anymore. I know. Sleep, get some exercise, yeah. be outdoors. The only thing I really miss, well, I mean, miss things, but I mean, like, I, I really miss restaurants, like, because I love eating and I love going out. Yeah. I love the act of, like, going out to, like, a nice restaurant and, like, having somebody the serve you. Or like, the ambiance, yeah. all that stuff, right? That I really miss. That I really yeah. miss. And, like, I hear you on that. Out. Yeah. And it's nice to not have to cook all the time isn't it yeah because i mean like we both love cooking and you're a very good cook as well um but sometimes you just like want to eat something that somebody else made you know exactly and i um I, i'm not a fan of delivery because it never tastes as good it's like soggy you know yeah, it's, just, it's like, always different. it was prepared like an hour before you get get to eat it yeah and like still some places are using like fucking styrofoam and like bad packaging you're like what the fuck like exactly. come on guys this is 2020. Use some sustainable packaging <laughs> for fuck's Get sake. Get with the program. Yeah. Well, what's the thing you miss the most? I mean, I miss eating out in restaurants. What about you? <laughs> um, I... Other than traveling, other than, I mean... I'm obviously, traveling. <laughs> obviously traveling. That's not my, that's my number one. But I mean, it, the easiest thing is like the next thing that I can do is eat at a restaurant and then maybe a year from now we can travel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really miss like meeting like random people, mm. you know, like, cause I'm, I've been traveling for six years. Right. So my, yeah. my, um, my, I'm used to meeting people from all these different cultures from all over the world, right? And right. like, I guess the human connection, right? Like, it's yeah. great to like, it's great to ke catch up with like people you know and uh, people from like older parts of your life and everything and your family and everything. But like, like I miss the new, yep, human I connection. Like, um, you know, like I like slacklining and. There's like a slackline group in Toronto and I'm like, oh, cool. that would be great, you know, but then I like go on their Facebook page and it's like, due to the current events, our group is not meeting or suspended. And I'm just like, God, you know, like, mm. like, how are you supposed to meet new people if everything's online? 
Yeah. And again, I, like I said, I don't want to sit in front of a computer for eight hours a day. So no, definitely not. You know, I'm like somebody who also enjoys like going with the flow and intuition and um and just the randomness of things, right? Like the magic of like things ha- yes. how they happen, right? So yes. yeah. when it's um when you're when you're just with the same people all the time or you're on the screen, like it's just, it's not as exciting, I guess. Yeah. It's not as authentic maybe or organic. It's, yeah. Organic or flowing fluid. You know what I yeah, mean? Fluid, fluid flowing. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And it's like, everything's so planned because you have to like plan it out in a certain way. And like, yeah, I mean, that's what I hate. Like, even if you want to go to a restaurant, like it's not like, Hey, we're walking past Trinity Bellwoods. Are you hungry? Yeah. I could go yeah. for a little bite. Like, Oh, let's yeah. pop into this new restaurant over there. Yeah. Like that's not a thing. No. Uh, like there's this vegan donut shop in St. Catharines. And I'm like, Oh my God, I want a donut. And they're like, you need to order only like orders are open for the next week on the Tuesday before. And you ha- you don't get to choose your donuts. You can't just buy one donut. You have to buy six donuts, mm. and it's our choice. And mm-hmm. it's just like you know, like never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Forget is your so, donuts. Done. This is like so <laughs> first world. Like oh my god, my down my vegan donuts. Like <laughs> so first world. Like so first world. I know you mean problems. Like you know, like some people are like, how? What are we gonna eat? Like. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, and we're like, I'm like, I have to get six vegan donuts and I don't get to choose. Oh my God. Fuck you. This ice is too cold. <laughs> <laughs> this ice is too cold. I love you. You're the funny. <laughs> I mean. Oh my God. <laughs> so like, where is the first place that you want to go when we can travel again? You want to go straight back to India or you want to do like a couple other places? What do you want to do? I want to go to Japan. Ooh. Actually, beautiful place. I really want to Where go back. Japan? I mean, I'll probably go like fly into Tokyo, one of the big cities. So there's this one island. It's like this, like one of the most Southern islands, like past Okinawa. Mm-hmm. And you have to like, I don't even think they have an airport. And half of the, or most of the island is like a, a nature reserve. And it has like one of the oldest forests in the world. Cool. Let's go where we can go. <laughs> I would love to. I mean, I Japan is amazing because it's like, you know, it's like quite developed, but it, it's also like a chain of islands, right? Oh, no, it's amazing. It's an amazing country. I mean, like, the, it's so diverse. You have, like, mm-hmm. that Okinawa area where all the centenarians are and, like, all of that longevity. Uh, kind of shit is and then you have tokyo which is so different than that and then you have somewhere you know like you were talking about another little island i just yeah i would love to go let's go yeah, it, it's like tropical in the south and like it gets yeah. in the north like it snows in the north so it's like yeah. it's super cool i mean i love places like this right like people are like um like in india everybody assumes india is just like one thing right but like Mm -hmm. south india versus north india is like a total different thing northeast india is a totally different thing in each little state in northeast india there's like seven sisters seven states they're all completely different the people usually look a little bit different um it's just so diverse right like i love the diversity that's one thing that i find 
maybe that's what I don't like about, I mean, I love North America because it's, it's got its pluses, but also it's a melting pot, right? Like the diversity yeah. isn't like, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a taste. Yeah. Right. It's not like yeah. a full blown, like, yeah. You know? different also we yeah. don't have like, we don't have the history that a lot of these Asian no. countries have or like, right. Or like so Latin funny. America, or or yeah. I mean, we have it, but it's all been wiped out by the. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all been whitewashed. <laughs> it's all been whitewashed and wiped out. Um, yep. And nobody cares to know about that. Yeah, exactly. Or it's maybe they funny. do, but it's hard to get that information. I think. Yeah, and it's funny, like coming back from China, where it's like I don't know, five to eight thousand years of history, so they say, or whatever, longer. And then you I come back to Canada, and it's like. Uh, we had our what 156 birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. exactly. Exactly. It's, there's just it's just different, right? It's, it's just different. different. Whereas, like, yeah. yeah, India is India, China, like even I'm even Vietnam. Like, I mean, I went into the, the northernmost province of Vietnam, Hasiang, it's called, and yeah. uh, it's full of ethnic minorities. Right, is what they call mm-hmm. them. And they're like tribal peoples that like, and each little one, like village, like they look different from the other ones. They have d- different dress. They're, I think like 90 something percent of the country is whatever, like, like w- w- in China, what is it? Like Han Chinese or something? Yes. Yeah. So that's like the majority. So they have like something like that in Vietnam, but then there's like mm-hmm. this 2% that are like very uh, unique and different and ha- like, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like traditional sort of like traditional. I love it. Yeah, they wear their their dress and attire is like different and very cool. Live simpler lives, I'm sure, because they're not in cities or near big cities. Yeah. So I no, miss I stuff really like miss that. that. Yeah, exactly. I miss it too. Like. I've been home and I decided to make the trip home, but I mean, like, it was also sort of a weird circumstance where I wasn't like, yay, home, right? So, uh, yeah, you I, were like, okay, I, yeah, I, guess like, I, have I also to do miss this. it. Yeah, I miss it. I miss Asia. And you miss, like, it's almost like a different community vibe and like a different vibe altogether, you know? Yeah, and I find usually the people that are traveling, like, there's, you're on the, usually sometimes on like the same vibe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you're there for the same reason, you know what I mean? Or you think differently or you look at things through a different lens than, say, people that live and work in Canada, nine to five, like office jobs or something, you know what I mean? Well, exactly. Like speaking of that, I mean, like office jobs and working nine to five and like all of the life that sort of we used to know. Do you think that we're going to go back to that or like, do you think we should go back to that? Or like, this is sort of the end of capitalism or what do you think? Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, I think that like it was talking about power and numbers. There's going to need to be a lot of people that are going to need to put their foot down against that. But if you think that the government's just going to be like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make everybody's life super easy. And like, yeah, good luck with that. Right. Like it's not going to happen without a huge fight. And like, it's scary because the way that we were living was working for, for, you know, all the rich people, but it's not fucking working for like the most of the world. So like something has to change, but it's like, now that we see what's going on, like you talked about with fucking Loblaws, what's going on with Amazon and like the rich just keep getting richer. And this pandemic has only just like exasperated that they just got fucking richer from the pandemic, which has made 
you know, poor and like people of color, uh, uh, black people, brown people, whatever, uh, at a disadvantage again, because they're more susceptible to it because of other fucking societal issues that were put upon them to begin with. It's just like a fucking mess. And now the rich have again got richer and the poor have again got fucked. Yeah. And it's just like, something has to fucking change. It's, it's, I feel like we're almost at like a breaking point. That's what it feels like to me. I was, I've been feeling like this for a while, even before the whole pandemic, actually. I was like, yeah, because I'm like, this doesn't work. The thing is, you know, like, I thought about this the other day is like when you grow up and like all you know is like here and like what happens here in Canada or in your specific region in Canada and you're like, you think like, oh yeah, like the water comes from the tap, it's good, it's clean. And then like being abroad and like, now I come back here, I'm like, God, this water smells like chlorine. Is that good for you? Like, why does, like, why does it smell like a pool when I have a shower? Um, and then I'm like thinking, like, you always think, because all you know is like what you know, right? But then I'm like, I've seen like so much of the other world. I'm like, well, that doesn't really make sense. You know, like we, shit in, our, question. we yep. shit in our drinking water, like, and then we bleach <laughs> it out. Like, literally, that's, that's what we do unless you're, you're living on a unless you have well water and a cistern, right? Right. Um, but it's just like, wow, you know what I mean? Um, and then just like, I don't know, all this like environmental stuff that's going on and I don't no, know. No, I know. It's kind of like, it's really upsetting for me and um, scary and, you know, I want to hope for the I try not to like get, get too... See, I have to find, like, a nice balance because it can, like, really upset me and throw me off when Mm -hmm. I read about all these injustices. And, like, I can totally go down these rabbit holes in a sense where it's, like, I get so into it and then I'm, like, feel so helpless. And I'm, like, and then my energy is spent because I'm, because I'm, like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, I can't do anything to change this, right? Or, like, what what can I do to change this? Like, How so do I mean, make- what do you do in that situation? How do you not feel helpless? Um, sometimes I just have to like, I, this is where like nature really helps. Get outside, yeah. get off the computer, stop like, yeah. stop flooding your brain with so much information. Yeah, so much because, fucking doom and gloom. Because what really, sometimes I'm like, what is all this? Like, I love to like know things, right? Like that's the type of person I am. But I'm like, what is, how is this doing any good? Yeah. No, it's, it's literally burning me out so that I can't even be, be productive productive. or, or, or help, help in whichever way I can. Right. So I think it's, I think again, is just staying grounded. And again, like I said, I'm airy. So it's easy for me to get like, all strewn about so Mm -hmm. i just need to remember to stay grounded um and for me that's like a a slower type of practice so slower uh, yoga practice where there's not as much movement uh meditation walking with my feet on the earth like bare Mm -hmm. feet on the earth going into a forest with my phone on airplane mode so that there's no disturbances there's no text you know what i mean there's just it's just me in there um i really like to use 
cannabis when I, especially when I'm going outdoors. So I've been, I've been experimenting with microdosing on oils. Awesome. That's a lightweight. I'm like (laughs) 2.5 grams and I'm good. (laughs) You mean 2.5 milligrams, I think. Yeah. My five grams is 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 like a a lot a lot. Don't you take like a hundred? Me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like actually I have something. I I told you to buy the raindrops, right? Is that what we talked about? I didn't get the raindrops. You didn't get the raindrops. What'd you get? That was that's too high for me. Uh the thirty the the thirty milligrams. I took the <laughs> balance by. Ah, by Soleil. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, so you have a nice balance between the two. Yeah, so you've been, no, that's great. Uh, Experimenting with cannabis at this time is, I think, a very good thing because it has been helping people relax and chill out. And it's much better for you than drinking. Yeah, yeah, which is another story. (laughs) Which is is like another podcast, maybe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't want to get into that. I mean, I don't drink, but it's just like, it's exploded worldwide right drinking and domestic violence yeah Yeah. uh all the negative negative things that come along with drinking yeah if everyone would just like fucking smoke a joint in the morning i think none of that stuff would be happening yeah you know what i mean either you'd be too paranoid uh to get up off your couch or or like whatever whatever like negative experience that people talk about weed with like oh i got paranoid or like oh i got scared or whatever the fuck then you would just stay home and you don't cause any problems or you're going to go out because you're, like, extremely happy and you're going to go, like, make friends or fucking go get food to eat. You know what I mean? Like, weed is, like, the answer to all the problems of the world. <laughs> exactly. Basically, right? Awesome. Right? Yeah. Well, if you're not drinking, I'm glad you're smoking weed because, I mean, like, that helps a lot. Or not smoking. No, I'm not smoking because I don't want to smoke. Yeah. So I'm only Using ingesting. the oil, which is great. Um, only ingesting, baby. Only ingesting. <laughs> That's like your slogan. I won't even use the, the vapes. Like I don't want to. Ingesting and investing. <laughs> ingesting and investing. Ingest investing in my lungs and my future by only ingesting. Oh my god, you're the best. Okay, well, you know what? Let's wrap this up. We've been talking for like an hour and a half. It feels like literally ten minutes. This has been awesome. I, I have one more question what to ask you that, that I ask everybody at the end of the podcast. And that's uh-huh. going to be, what kind of advice can you give everybody that's struggling right now at home or socially isolated or going through this COVID shit? Meditate. There are so many amazing apps. Um, I use this one called Insight Timer. It's free. There is some paid content you can purchase online or through the app, uh, but it's great. Don't feel intimidated. Don't think that your mind has to stop. Uh, it's all about just being present and just trying to let watch your thoughts flow rather than getting caught up in the thought and starting to plan and all that. But literally, you have the time. I mean, most people probably have the time now, so use it wisely. You don't need to do it a long, long five minutes to start is... Uh, better than no minutes right yeah can't who can't chip away five minutes from their day when you're stuck at home absolutely right great advice. yeah i i love meditation i do it every morning it really helps to like set a tone for the day it's helped a lot with this covid shit a lot exactly and awesome. it, and if you keep it up it'll 
I mean, it'll just help. Like, you need, I mean, you need to form a habit, right? Not just yeah. like a fad, like just do it. And, and the longer you do it now, I've been, so I've been using this insight timer and I think I'm at like, um, total amount of days now is like 800 something days where I've meditated. Amazing. Not in a row, but like in the past, in my life, which is great. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just recommend that. Awesome. That's and great then, advice. Yeah. And eat healthy and get some fucking outside. sunshine and fucking sunshine. <laughs> breathe awesome. some fucking air and move your body in whichever way feels good, whether it's yoga, whether it's working out, doing high intensity, whatever, whether it's uh, walking, whether it's running, like find what, what works for you and do that because, you, you know, keep, keeping active in whichever way it can be intense. Some people can handle the intense or it can be uh, more grounding and soothing, like whatever works for you, but get up, move your body a little bit and uh, then work with your mind. So doing some of the, um, some meditation. And another thing uh, you could even try doing is pranayama, which are breathing exercises, which again, I think through the insight timer, they have some of them available, but that will help with these breathing exercises. It will help. It affects your mind super quick, right? So by controlling your breath, you're able to slow down your mind, speed it up, uh, which also, can uh activate different parts of the body as well i don't do so much of it but it is extremely powerful and i want to do more now that i've talked about it awesome i'm definitely gonna do that look into that for sure and yeah. i'm right now gonna go for a walk before it rains and then i'm also gonna work out and make food and yeah. i already started cooking if you can hear me chopping but um I chopping. yeah <laughs> what are you Sorry, making everyone i'm making my infamous breakfast burrito. Ooh, girl. Ooh. I wish that I could be there. I fucking, your burritos look so good. Is that your little, like, professional microphone there? Yes, it is. So furry. The big one. I love it. No, it is furry. <laughs> big and furry. <laughs> let's and like on go. that note. Yeah, on that note. Love let's you. Go I love you. Let's go to this fucking um, where like this, these escarpments and like let's go around Ontario and let's go see nature and then let's like go to Japan next year or whatever whenever we can. I'm down. If you ever okay. want to come come down here and stay, please do. I would. Here. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa's down here. That sounds wonderful. She lives on the lake, like Lake Lake Erie. Like it's amazing. Yeah, let's definitely do that this uh, coming in July. Okay. Cool. Awesome, babe. Really nice to talk with you. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you. I love you. I love you. Love you too. Thanks for having. Ciao, ciao. Open-minded. I'm so blinded. Mystery.